This is the Tame Aperture Podcast. Open the pod bay doors, please, Hal. Hello, Hal, do you read me? Do you read me, Hal? Do you read me, Hal? Affirmative, Dave. I read you. I read you. I read you. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. Come on down and jump some of this shit. can't always have Sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Welcome to the Tame Aperture Podcast, where we talk all things movies from first-time directors, indie, art house, and much, much more. Today on the podcast, we talk the 2011 independent comedy sketch film, The Civil War on Drugs, starring Trevor Moore, Sam Brown, and Zach Greger. Comedy troupe The Whitest Kids You Know present The Civil War on Drugs, a movie that follows two young men who mistakenly believe the Civil War is being waged over the legalization of marijuana. They join the cause and embark on a journey that embarks them face-to-face with the Union, the Confederates, the Pony Express, and even Abraham Lincoln. The film runs one hour and 30 minutes. I'm Gabe Dienendahl, filmmaker, film instructor, and movie enthusiast, and joined by always my co-host and partner, Mr. Alan Martindale, veteran podcaster and editor. Alan, how the hell are you? Dude, I'm so good. We're doing Whitest Kids You Know. This is... uh... I think these guys are the funniest sketch comedy that I've ever seen. I'm not that big into Monty Python. I like Monty Python a lot. Uh, I think people would argue that they're probably the greatest of all time. I'm just not that into sketch comedy. But um, before we before we jump into it, though, I wanted there was a bit of uh, a news that popped up that I wanted to share with you. Our uh, one of our, and I, I'll just, I mean, maybe, I hope I'm not overstepping my bounds here, but one of our favorite discoveries on this podcast, uh, you know, we do a lot of, uh, we just, we do a lot of first time directors and we do a lot of, you know, we reach out there. We, we step out of, out of our comfort zone to find new filmmakers and you brought to the table Yorgos uh, Lanthimos, Yorgos Lanthimos. Yes. From, from Greece, director of Killing of a Sacred Deer, which we covered, Dogtooth, which we covered. The Lobster, which we have not covered, but it's a great film. He has announced a new film. Uh Uh-oh. And it is a Frankenstein-esque story starring Willem Dafoe. It could not be more perfect. I cannot wait to see this When When does this, when does this, what's the rumor on the release date of that? I don't know. Let's see. Uh, That sounds amazing. the The announcement just happened. So it's starring Willem Dafoe and Emma Stone, and I just it I I saw this on bloodydisgusting.com, and I just was so excited I had to share it. Dude, that's awesome. We didn't do the breaking announcement uh, soundbite though. We should have thrown that in there. Alan coming in with some with some hard hitting breaking news on Yorgos Lanthimos, which we which we've as you mentioned. We've discovered and and kind of in mostly everything that everything I've seen of his I've enjoyed. Fucking twisted, man. I love it. I, I just killing of a sacred deer when you because you suggested it and I, I'd heard of it, but I've never seen it. And I just remember watching that and just loving every twisted second of that weird movie. Yeah, we both loved that uh, that movie. That was a that was a great, a great film. Uh, I think we, we we rated that pretty high, too. That was it. That was up I think there. so. Too. That was up there in yeah. the sky. It was up there. Well, that's a and that's a far cry from what we're discovering today on the podcast, uh, which is the whitest kids. You know, I've never even heard of them, and I'm 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 kind of with you. I I like Monty Python, uh, but I'm not a huge sketch guy. Um, although there, once again, I always have this appreciation for people who can improvise and sketch things out like that that are funny and quick deliveries and things like that and i love that kind of stuff so this was new to me i had never even heard of this troupe and uh and never even heard of the movie either so well yeah they used to have a tv show it started on fuse and then i think it went to ifc i'm not sure if the network changed hands and rebranded or what but uh it it ran for five seasons and it's consistently the most funny thing and i'm i'm put i mean seriously this is for me like i'm a fan of the simpsons uh like south park like for me this is some of the funniest stuff i've ever seen on television so i i did after watching uh the civil war on drugs i did step into a couple clips on youtube 
uh, of their skits from their, their series. I've only seen a couple of the skits. And both of them were pretty funny. They were both making me laugh. And what I noticed so far in the little bit that I've seen of theirs is that uh, it, they they actually make me to a degree uncomfortable. Um, yeah. But in a good, not in a bad way, just like a little, they stretch that comfort level for me and then they bring it back around and make it okay. <laughs> yeah, it's great. What ones did you watch? Do you remember? I watched, um, there was a time machine travel one with a farmer they go oh that one's yeah that one's pretty good that one's kind of and then i just whatever was pulling up and then the other one i watched was the uh one where trevor is uh imitating uh morgan spurlock and it's uh, he's doing a whiskey diet for 30 days oh yeah that's good (laughs) uh that was pretty funny great go watch uh everyone should go watch sniper business that one's great or that Abe Lincoln, there's an, and Zach Kreger, uh, one of the directors and, and writers, obviously, uh, he always plays Abe Lincoln. And every, anytime Abe Lincoln's in a sketch, he plays it. And, and his performance of Abe Lincoln at the end of this movie is goddamn hilarious. It's just so, so great. Yeah. So we'll, I mean, we'll get into it, but go, go check them out because they're really good. This, this movie actually aired, it was chopped up originally and inserted into the show. So, in their fifth and final season, they uh, put this in, it, it would cap off each episode. And I, I think they chopped it into 10 parts. And it actually played pretty well. There were cliffhangers, uh, and, and it played pretty well. But now that they're, they're trying to raise movie, or tra- excuse me, trying to raise money to make uh, an animated movie for the whitest kids you know. And so this, as part of that, they've released this on Amazon and are trying to raise money. And it's called Mars, the new one. It's going to be fantastic, obviously. So that's that's why this is finally released as a feature that you can actually purchase or rent. And it, I, dude, I just, it, it's, I don't know. It, there are parts that reminded me so much of Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Just the way that they're playing different characters and just these absurd situations. And I just thought it was, it really kind of, it, it scratches that itch if you're into that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's the exact same thing I thought when I started watching it. And I got about 30, 40 minutes in and I thought, this feels very, very Monty Python. Uh, yeah. And that's and that's a, that's a huge nod because whether you love uh, troop comedy or these kind of movies in general, like they are the, the pinnacle of this kind of comedy when it comes to the culture and the society. I mean, we all kind of see Monty Python at the, at the highest level. Right. Right. So to kind of get that feeling 30, 40 minutes in, uh, I think that's a big nod to these guys for sure. And they're doing their own thing too. That's the other thing. Like Saturday night live. I've never really been a big fan of Saturday night live. I liked it when I was a kid, I think because Chris Farley was on it and he's the funniest human who ever lived. Yeah, far, I mean, that's the thing about Saturday Night Live is that it's more about individuals. I, 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 right. There's certain people that make me laugh. Like, you, of course, you have Farley and then it fell for me. I love Will Ferrell. So it just, it just like there's individuals, but it's not necessarily the format or the medium. Like I can watch Will Ferrell in a movie or a skit and I'm going to laugh. But it's not, if he didn't, I mean, Saturday Night Live is a platform to get them noticed. Right. But it's not right. like a huge, it's not the troop thing like this where everybody's, it doesn't have the same vibe to me. And maybe I'm right, just because totally. I'm not a huge SNL fan either. In, in terms of, in terms of like a, a, a weekly watch, I don't sit down Saturday I, night. Like people, and I know people love it and I don't want to shit on people who love it, but it doesn't work for me. Like they write it in a week. How can you write something funny in a week? There's not a whole lot of continuity with the cast. People are coming in and out. Whereas you, you look at these guys and they have a dynamic that works. They have a chemistry that works. You know, they, they're, they write together. They um, even after. So what they've been doing, the show went off the air in 2010, I think. And for 10 years, they haven't been together. But now they're starting to to, to they're doing streams, live streams and stuff like that. And they haven't missed a beat because. I think they're, they're close-knit friends, and they're really good at what they do, and they have a dynamic. And that's something you don't get with Saturday Night Live or Mad TV or whatever. Yeah, I think you lose out. And I think that's fair to say with these guys. There's The chemistry is there. And it's, it's hard to get there on Saturday Night Live because, like you said, the players are in and out, and they're turning them over frequently. There's a lot of churn. So I, I'm, not, I'm not as interested in Saturday Night Live. I am interested in certain individuals that come out. Like more recently... I look at somebody like Bill Hader 
and I love Bill Hader. Like, right. I think he is fantastic. He's hilarious. He's smart. He's funny. All that kind of stuff. But it's like he lives way beyond SNL now. I don't know if you ever, not to get off tangent, but if you watch his show on, H, uh, I think it's Showtime or HBO, it's called Barry. Have you ever seen Barry? I, you know, I think I watched the first half of the first season and it was great. I didn't, I don't know why I stopped. It's, it's a great, it's a great yeah. show. And so, yeah, I think you're right. These guys have a little, uh, they're just kind of an intrinsic chemistry. You can't, you can't replicate it. Uh, no matter how many people you try to throw into the troupe, you know, this is something that's just kind of built naturally. Um, and it's there for this one. So tell me about, cause I haven't heard about it. So I have some things I want to talk about, like the movie for me, like there were, there were valleys and, and there were peaks and valleys for me. And I don't think, I mean, I, I, I if I look at it generally and we'll get into it, like I, I liked, I liked the movie, uh, and I have a, a, an interest in kind of wanting to see what they continue doing. Tell me, uh, run me, run me through this scenario of this story though. I'll let you kind of take the helm on that. Well, first of all, you're wrong. It's all perfect, the entire thing, except for, save for one scene. There's one scene I didn't like. So you're wrong there. Uh, this is the height of, of, of humanity when it comes to cinema. And we will never, we will never, ever be able to top this. Other than Glenn Danzig's horror movie. And I don't know if you're familiar with Glenn Danzig. He's singer of the Misfits and Danzig. Yeah. He made, he made the absolute worst movie ever. But that's, it's a cinematic masterpiece because it's so bad. I mean, anyway, I'm not going to go on a tangent. But th this is this is the, the peak of, of culture for humanity. You're, you're never going to get better than this. you got to go so deeper. You're wrong. you gotta, you're you, wrong, you got to convince wrong. me more. Dude, right? I, I was laughing throughout the whole goddamn thing. From the very first scene when Sam walks out of the class and a uh, teacher hands him the book. And he just throw. I mean, just everything. Timing is perfect. Editing is perfect. Acting is perfect. Just there's nothing. There's there are very few faults in this movie. Well, I mean, we'll 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 agree to disagree. I think. However, but but well, where we can agree is in the comedy and is in the acting. Those things for sure, right. are there. Like that that to me was funny when he gets kicked out of school and the teacher said, and even the writing too. The writing's really good. Right, right. He goes. I graduated and they said, no, you fell. And he said, what's the difference? <laughs> I started laughing so hard because it's like, it's, it's kind of so true. Good. It's, yeah. it's not. And it is, do you know what I mean? Like you want to, I wouldn't want my kids not to graduate school, of course, but right, like, right. What did it? And I don't know. Like it's, it's a very kind of poignant answer. You're like, Oh, what is the difference? It made me start right. thinking. So even in a comedic there were some things to get me. There were some some political views, or not even political views, but cultural and societal views that were interesting. And I thought comedically, they still were able to deliver a message uh, of what they were trying to advocate for. And I think that was yeah. pretty cool. I thought they did a good job with that. Um, what well, obviously, I'm being pretty hyperbolic here, but I do I do fucking love this movie so much. Uh, especially when you think of, and I don't know if it was shot as a feature or if it was shot specifically for television it kind of feels like it was it do, it really does work um I, i've heard them say that it works better as a feature but honestly if you actually go back and this is how i first saw it was on their tv show chopped up it actually really works because then you're getting just like you're getting bits and pieces you know and, right. and it each one ends on a, a cliffhanger and it's like just a, kind of a, a an elongated sketch and it's really good that was the, so, the note for me is like i don't think it does work as a feature i think i would actually digest this better in 10 minute episodes, like 10 minute clips. And that's not to say that it doesn't, I mean, you can sit down and watch it and laugh and be entertained the whole time, but, right. but, and even just after watching a couple of their skits just before the podcast here, I started thinking about that. Like I would have just taken this in, in eight to 10 minute increments and probably been just as satisfied, if not more almost kind of the lingering of wanting to see that what happened or, or want more right. about what the, what they're doing instead of trying to hold on for an hour and 30 minutes. And I don't mean hold on as I, as if I was bored, I was definitely not bored. I was laughing and they were fun. They're the, the, the majority of this is, is funny. There's some parts in there where I got a little slow for me, but ultimately it's, it's pretty good, but I think it delivers better in a different format. I think the episodic format seems like the, the way to go. Yeah, I mean they're a sketch troupe, right? Like exactly. they, that's, they're they're good at writing sketches, 
and it, it's I like that it's all put together. But when they get a little, I, I see what you're saying. When you get when they get into the story more, it's like, come on, let's just get back to the yucks. Like you know, like it, this is good. But I, and like, but even 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 when you get to plot points, like at the end, the way they beat the Confederates, like that's that's a stupid fun plot point. You know, like they just burn a, a field of weed. And then they get so stoned they can't they can't win. Yeah, you know? I mean, I those those things are definitely funny. And run us through a little bit of this idea. I mean, we kind of I kind of did it in the intro, but run us through the storyline here on on Trevor and Sam. So Trevor and Sam, uh, I guess, playing different versions of themselves. Uh, they they and oh god, this 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 opening not the opening scene, but that scene with Bob the slave is so goddamn funny to me. Uh, they are introduced to marijuana from Bob the Slave. He was He's a slave from Jamaica. And his introduction when he's just hoeing the field and he's singing that, oh, fuck white people. Like, the funniest, like to me, every time I've been singing that song straight uh, ever since this came out on Amazon. And Jess is getting so sick of it, I think. But it's to me, it's just so funny uh, because... Like I'm going to try and avoid, can you, you remember when we did Caddyshack and it ended up being like, we were just quoting the movie the whole time. I'm going to try really hard to avoid that. Cause I know this movie by heart, but um, they, they mistakenly think that the marijuana is illegal. And because it, it's a, you just got to watch it. I don't, I don't want to get into the whole thing. It's actually done really well. It's, it's a little convoluted, but it, it's done well. I won't get into it. What the Bob introduces them to weed. They get ripped. Uh, <laughs> the South secedes from the Union and the Civil War begins at the same time. So yes. as they're, they're getting introduced to marijuana, the South secedes and the Civil War begins. And then uh, they go on a journey or, or the concept is uh, that they want to go on a journey because they are mistakenly thinking that, that marijuana, that weed is legal and they want to legalize it. And so they, they try to form a rally group and... Lo and behold, a the protest. rally group is. It, it, they say meet behind. I can't remember where they say, but they say that meet big somewhere. ass rock. rock uh, the field behind that big ass rock quarry. Yes, which ends up being <laughs> historically the Battle of Bull Run, and which is a huge, of course, Civil War battle. <laughs> so they think they're responsible for this. Uh, the the beginning of, of of this battle between two sides about legalizing weed. And that part, I will say, the first time that they smoke weed, this sums up weed so perfectly for anyone who's uh, ever partaked in the devil's lettuce, which I haven't, of course. It's never, you know, yes, that's not yes. my thing. Never. But uh, that part where they're sitting there and it's really quiet and then Sam goes, wait, am I not being cool right now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> It's so why he, I and then, hate. And then Trevor responds, "Wait, am I not being cool? Am I not being cool?" <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. It, it is uh, to me that that sums up exactly why I, I hate I hate weed so bad because uh. you get that feeling. It's just you're so paranoid. Uh, <laughs> and then that part where they're sending out the telegram and they don't know how to send a telegram, so they're just like they're just beeping the thing. And then uh, Timmy comes in the next morning. He's the, the guy who reads the telegrams. He goes, and he looks at a telegram is coming the night. And he goes, oh, my God. He reads it. The telegram machine is broken. It's broken. <laughs> <laughs> There's just so many good little little things there that I just have me dying the entire time. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, yeah, it, 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 at the risk of just running through it, right, and repeating all the lines, I think uh, I know that that anybody that is listening should definitely just go watch it. You can find it on Amazon because then you can, and we'll keep talking about it. But I just want to like I want to say that it, it'll be better digested if you watch it first, then come back and and laugh with no us. No doubt, no doubt. Plus, you're giving them money, and it's they're making you know independent film. They're doing it on their own. So that's the one of the things I wanted to talk about about this, uh, which which we always kind of dissect in this type of a podcast, which is uh, the ability to, to really make something. I know that sounds real simple, but the idea that you were able to produce something and get it out there and get it seen. And it looks like they were, they were distributed, at least their show, the, the, the whitest kids, you know, was IFC, which is a pretty big, pretty big network. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 
what I find interesting, and I'm curious to get your your answer to this, is I go on IFC and I can't find anything now. Uh, you mean the actual network? If I go to IFC, I can't find anything on the whitest kids you know. Oh, really? Well, okay. So here's the thing. I, they have they had a thing written in their contract that after a certain amount of time, all of the sketches that they shot and produced become their property. Okay. So now it's final. And I think I think the timing, this, this might be why they're able to do this now. What they're doing now is they are, um, if you go to their, their YouTube channel, and I think it's uh, official WKUK is the name of the YouTube channel. They're actually putting up the sketches and they're doing commentary on the sketches. And they can do that now because now they have sole ownership of it. Right, they own so that. That's, okay. My guess is that's probably why IFC doesn't have them up there. Yeah, I was just curious about that because I wondered if if uh, there was a, a a battle between them or kind of a falling out. But it sounds like they just own the the rights to the property and then it ran for a certain amount of time and now it's not distributed there anymore. Yeah, which is too... It, it's too bad because I'm not even sure if the DVD if the DVDs are out of print or not, uh, because I know that was all handled by IFC, but like the civil war on drugs, you could not get this before they released it themselves on Amazon. Right. Which was a bummer because I remember loving it so much. And that's why since it went on Amazon, I've watched it five times, literally five times. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I definitely uh, put my money toward them. I did the rental. I decided not to go with the $15 purchase. Just in case. <laughs> Just in case, because you never know. And you don't want right. to go 15 deep when you, if, the, if it's a bad film. So Right. Um, so anyway, they go through this. Tell me your favorite scene. Like, uh, break down. Uh, I mean, I know there's a lot there. That's a big loaded question. You're going, oh, I like a lot of these scenes. What's, what's one that you, you know. Which, well, first, go ahead. first, I want to ask you your favorite scene, because that was a question I had for you. Because I got like two uh, or three that really stand out. Yeah, there's a couple that are definitely standouts for me. Um, to me, I uh, the scene with uh, uh, I can't remember if it's Robert E. Lee or Ulysses S. Grant when he's completely drunk in the tent. Is that Robert? Oh yeah, e. Lee? Grant. That's Grant. It's Grant. That's it's Ulysses Grant. S. Grant. Okay, yeah. I couldn't remember which which because I think was. I think he actually was. An alcoholic, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think historically that's probably... <laughs> I don't know either. I'm not a historian. It's probably pretty accurate, though. I would imagine yeah. he was a drunk. Um, I mean, what else are you going to do when you're leading a fight against right. the South and, and uh, you have, you're, you're just barely hanging on to life, right? Right, <laughs> so exactly. Life has to be miserable <laughs> in 1864. Um, I'm sorry. It just has to be uh, horrible. But that scene oh, to me God. was hilarious. Uh, when he's just... I mean, it's one of the see the thing about it that makes it so good to me is that it's also it it's once again i like things that kind of push me out of comfortability and this did that and and then brought me back and the way it pushed me out is when he's such a drunk that he vomits back into his his jar of alcohol and then is <laughs> pretending like should i do it should i do it and the two and trevor and sam are like no don't do it and so you're well, kind of with Trevor and Sam, right? As the audience, as the viewer, you're kind of like, don't do that. It's so disgusting. It's so disgusting. And then at the same time, you're like, he's going to do it. He's going to go. He's going to do it. He's, yeah. And he does it. And But that whole interaction to me was pretty hilarious. The Ulysses S. Grant drunk in the tent scene was, was really That whole funny. thing. I mean, just the line that he delivers. Like, it's just, he goes... This is the worst part of my day. Yeah. <laughs> like just that line is so, it's so perfectly written, so perfectly delivered. Ooh. And Zach's performance of him is so freaking hilarious. That, and I don't and, uh, know which uh, actor that is, but he's great. He does. Oh, yeah, Zach. He, I think he's the best actor in the, in the whole when it comes They're to all just, good. When it comes to pure, I, yeah, I agree. In the troupe, when it comes to like, if you're looking at just raw, you know, skill set as an actor, I think he's the best. Well, and he's been in some pretty big shows, too. Like, he's been on, uh, I think it was Guys with Kids on NBC. He was on Wrecked, uh, which was on TBS. So, he, I mean, he's been in some, some pretty big stuff. Um, and so he definitely has the acting chops. And he just, it's so, but that performance is so freaking good. 
because you just you feel it. And then the best part when he fakes him out with the with drinking the barf, you yeah. know, like the, it's the it's the double fake out where he doesn't do it, and then he does do it. It's just great. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's 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 yeah. <laughs> <He's> doing... <laughs> <laughs> it just the grunts the entire um, time. That's so, so that scene to me just was really funny because it was kind of it was also one of those things for me. And this is where I'll I'll knock on it a little bit. I'm not not really even knock on it, but it was a scene I needed because I was kind of getting. I was kind of yeah. I wasn't getting lost, but I was just like, okay, let's let's move on. But that's really, scene I see, needed it. Ah man, I can't follow you on that one because one of my other favorite scenes is the scene right before it with the peyote. Well, the whole thing with with the Indians is hilarious. Yeah, it how they're was okay. how they're basically it didn't, it didn't, it didn't dude land. how they're frat boys. I like I just to me that's it so great. It's hilarious with me as well. I don't know, uh, but the peyote scene is. Yeah. The, to me, that is like pure comedy gold. Nothing gets funnier than that peyote scene. Oh, like I don't when they're know sitting that, there but... and he's like, <laughs> "Why is all this water just sitting on the ground?" It's just <laughs> so good, man. And they're in the tea room. It's just, it's great. I mean, it's it's fantastic. Yeah, I, I, uh, I I'm I'm gonna take another direction on that one. On that one, you didn't but, like it? Nah, not really. It didn't <sighs> land for me. It didn't land for oh, me. Oh man. Um, and that's all, I mean, it is what it is. It didn't land. The other one that did land for me and see, I like ones that are like the set, the other scene I did enjoy was the pony express because it see, was, that's, that is the one scene I did not like. The reason I like it is because it's so dumb and out there and unexpected. And this is what I expect from this kind of movie. I expect things to be so far out that I don't even, I don't even see him coming. And right. so when the horses, the, the idea that they're seeing these majestic horses that are obviously costumes, they're not real horses right. <laughs> and intentionally. So, but they're, right. they're acting as though they're real. And then they come up and it, it's revealed that it's this pony express troop that then gets killed by the Indians. That yeah. to me, that scene was funny because it's, it was so far different from everything that had been built up so far. And I like that. I like that in this kind of a movie. I want to be, I want to be fooled. I want to be tricked. I want to be deviated from the path that I'm thinking it's going. And well, I like that they teased it too. They see the, the the weird horse a couple times before it actually appears, and I, I like that. I just didn't like. I I didn't. I don't know what is making them so flamboyantly homosexual. Like I don't understand the point of that. You know what I mean? I just think like, I like they're jumping into a musical vibe. And so I guess the inclination is to I think. Get, I that, guess that makes sense. That that kind of falls in line. <laughs> I, mean, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, it. to me that was the only scene in the whole movie that I was like, eh, I could do without that one. Well, then we have differing views. This is good. <laughs> it is good, man. Uh, you're wrong. I'm right. That's okay. I'm, I feel I'm used the to same that. way. We're so fine. That's okay. Let's chalk <laughs> it up to the audience and have them go watch it and see who's right and wrong. Exactly. Yeah. No, but I know. I Here, know here's saying. a question though. Like, we'll take it. Like, uh, take it on a serious note in the sense of this. Here's the thing. Does the um, comedy, and I'm not trying to get overly PC here. Does this comedy land in 2021? Generally speaking. Like, is there going to be, for me, I'm not personally, but is there a cancel culture out there for this movie? I don't think so. It doesn't push um, those boundaries. I don't think the movie does. I think there are some of their sketches that do, and they've even admitted that, that some of these things didn't age very well. Right. Even the name that they have, the whitest kids, you know, uh, they've admitted like, that's probably, you know, not the best name in the world, uh, but it's too late to change it now. You know, they've been going on for, for 20 years or whatever with it. Um, but I don't think so. I don't think it's to me that was as close as it got with the Pony Express thing. You don't think, I think the you rest don't think of those it, those those cancel cultural troops are coming out for the Indian scene with the peyote? No, I, I think I think the I think the whole cancel culture cancel culture thing is overblown. Yeah, I do too. I, think, I mean I'm not but this is I'm bringing no, it up I mean, because I, I think it culturally fits into what what are what no, are, what I, we talk about you know what i mean I, I think i think people who complain about it i think are overblowing it because i do think there are some instances where it's like come on that you're going too far but i think for the most part it's like dude just don't be a dick you know yeah i, I agree I don't, I don't think this movie does that i was just curious if the, the because we live in such a sensitive environment as a society right. i'm wondering 
if it if it ages for those for this environment that people want to live in you know i think it's a little i mean i a little iffy maybe at times but i don't think so i, I think overall again i think people who, who are complaining about council culture are are being way too overly sensitive about it yeah, if that makes I, sense i 100 percent agree 100 percent. i think i think the majority of people who get quote unquote canceled kind of have it coming a little bit not all of them not maybe of them, but though. i think that's the thing and that's the that's that's I why know, I bring, man. that's the only reason i bring it up is because yes there's of course the evident ones who are you know it's obvious but then there's other ones that it's not it's it's but not see to me i don't i don't see i haven't seen a whole lot of those that it's like come on this is ridiculous for the majority it's like dude you're being a dick man we're just trying to you know people are trying to hold you accountable i don't know the aziz Ansari thing was weird so I didn't hear that one. I don't know what that one was. Well, we won't get we won't into, get into it, it. But I mean, there's I'll some there's some stuff, and he's not canceled, but he got he got the the wrath, you know, right of the, right. of the culture. Um, so I just don't know. I think if certain that I think if certain people see this, they're they're gonna they're gonna be they're gonna be offended. That's just the way but it's gonna be. Here here's the thing, Trevor Trevor Moore. He's a showrunner for a Disney show on Disney Channel. So uh, and and he is not at all if you watch their streams or watching their sketches he's not at all toning anything down so if he feels comfortable being on disney and that doesn't mean this kind of stuff disney and, doesn't mean anything uh, yeah but disney kind of controls the world and they've been pretty pretty strict about how people or at least they like to pretend that they're strict about how their employees are well acting. then maybe trevor's next because they <laughs> maybe <he's> they, <laughs> <next>. <laughs> i'm just saying because they have come down with the hammer pretty heavily they have. So they have. Maybe but, maybe they're just not aware of his body of work. I mean, admittedly, this is not a well-known show. I mean, it's. It, I'm not saying it's not known, but in the right. scope of uh, or the spectrum of notoriety, it's not huge. Oh, right, totally. So maybe they just totally. don't know the body of work. I, I, that I'm, could be. I'm, not, I'm with you. I, I'm just bringing it up only because we live in this weird world where people get overly offended, usually by things that are not really that offensive or you're taking too much sensitivity to to something you know but and here's kind of here's kind of where my, where my point lies and i guess we are talking a little bit about the, the culture and straying away from the movie a little bit but um to me this film is not just blatantly like racist or, or offensive no. to me it 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 comes back like it's you can be edgy and, and funny like this idea like adam carolla it, like his whole idea where you can't be edgy and funny. No, no, you just can't be a racist piece of shit. You know, like there's a big difference Yeah. and he's kind of a racist piece of shit. But, uh, whereas these guys, you can have edgy comedy and it still be funny and it still not be overtly offensive. Right. If that makes sense. No, I agree. Uh, I just, I'm one, it's an interesting topic because I think that, yeah. uh, uh, it's a discussion that's not had and I think it should be. And so Agreed. I, I, uh, when I watch stuff like this, I, I, I'm with you. I kind of categorize myself in that, in that frame. I, I'm not offended by it, but I can, if I take off my viewpoint, I can probably see where other people might, might. Sure. Be. Uh, well, and when, uh, but, me, but I think, but I think they're taking it entirely the wrong direction in the wrong way. I almost think they're kind of commenting on it a little bit, whether it's intentional or not. Like the part where um, they're oh, sitting there def- talking. It's definitely, to, I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, I definitely think it's just commentary. Right. But uh, like I said, pe- some people might not take it that way. The part where they're talking to Bob and Bob's, you know, talking about how he's put in chains and he's brought here and his kids don't have a dad. And then Trevor's like, yeah, my dad's always trying to make me be a fancy gentleman. We're pretty much in the same boat. Yeah. Like that kind of sums up everything if you think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, That's the idea. Yeah. The idea that oh, we have it just as bad. It, yeah, it, the exactly. mindset of that, right? Right. <laughs> it's it's it, to me that's funny. Yeah. No, no, it's it's interesting. Um, it's it's always interesting to look back on any comedy because not all comedies do age well. Uh, not saying that's very this true, one, but I think just in general, when you look at something, they may not have that uh, longevity when it comes to the world we live in now. So I find that. So, and what uh, that, that brings up, uh, I haven't seen this movie in a very long time, so I don't know, but what do you think about a movie like blazing saddles? Do you think just based on how you remember it? Do you think that that is an acceptable film today? 
I haven't seen it for a long time. Okay. Yeah. I'm kind of in the same boat. I mean, it's been years, but I would, I mean, from what I recollect, similarly to this, like, I don't, I don't see offensiveness in it. I see commentary. Yeah, to me, it's it's if I and I could be remembering this totally wrong. Yeah, I'm I sorry if seen I it have for a long time, but but it, to me, it was almost like showing how how awful racist it, people it, are. It's showing the absurdity of it's like you said with that with the the Bob comparison, and right. he goes through his history of what, and then Trevor goes through his, and it's like we're in the same boat. Like he's yeah. trying to make a comparison which we know just logically is not the same. <laughs> Right, all. right. Not even close. Not even exactly. close. Um, and I think to me, that's kind of how Blazing Saddles falls too. Is like the absurdity that that there's a there's an equilibrium, uh, at least from a starting point. Do you know what I mean? Right, right, right. It's. it's uh, I don't think. I don't think it. I think it ages well, but I could be way off. I know. I'm gonna have to go back and watch it again to to see. But that's I, a yeah. good. I mean, that's a good question, and also like a good comparison, like something I'm interested in looking at and going, Hey, yeah. Does that, does that age? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good question. I mean, and this is stuff I'm actually surprised we haven't had more of this kind of discussion on this show. Well, we're trying to, that's what I'm trying to dig into. I want to dig into this a little more, uh, because I know that we don't agree on everything and we have different views on things. And then we have a lot of things we do agree on. So it's kind of interesting to see where you fall and where I fall, but I do fall with you in this. I think it's commentary. I'm just taking that other side of like, what, how does this translate to people who watch it today? And they see, I mean, you can't even have an actor who's not uh, a certain ethnicity play a role as an animated character. Like you look at, uh, uh, look at the Simpsons for uh, an example. Right. And you look at, um, man, I just went, uh, I went blank. Uh, what's his name? Who plays all the voices? Hank Azaria. You. you look at Hank Azaria, and he's not playing a poo anymore because I, I not. You know what? Like I'm a huge Simpsons fan, but I check out after the tenth season, so I don't know. Is he is he really not playing he's a not poo playing anymore? anymore? Because there was so much talk around him not being uh, Eastern Indian mm-hmm. that or Indian that he he's not playing that character anymore. He's not I heard it. that I, I know someone wrote like a, a, I don't know, an essay or something call, kind of calling out the Simpsons. And then I heard he wasn't going to play it, but then he was again. And I, I just never I don't watch that show anymore because the quality has dropped so much in the last 15 years. But you so you after after season 10, you're done on Simpsons. I'm done. It's not it's not good, yeah. man. It's yeah. so it's it's almost embarrassed. Like I feel embarrassed to like it at that point. The longevity of the show is pretty remarkable though. That's what I like. I enjoy that. And to me that's pretty cool. Yeah. But Well, what, you're like more of a Simpsons years? aficionado than I am. So I just know that that's what I mean. Like in this day and age, does it translate in that way? Uh there's we live in such a tight knit society that people might they might come if they start. They see this. They might come out with swinging bats. <laughs> and here, well, and here's kind of what I like about these guys is uh, we. I, I kind of feel like a lot of people are feeling like they're, they're walking that tightrope, right? And I understand that, and that's got to be very stressful. I like these guys because, to me, I. Wa- I mean, I watch their streams. They're not trying to censor themselves. They're not at all even worried about it. It seems like in the least, and I could be wrong, but it, it feels like that. But they're also, they don't have to worry about it because they're not being, like, they're not, you know, they're edgy and, and they're, you know, they, they say swear words and they can be funny, but they're not blatantly, to me, it's refreshing to see someone be like, yeah, you can just, you can still be hilarious and funny and right. dirty and, and work blue and not be a piece of shit. Yeah. And to me, there's so many people on the other side, they're like, well, you, you just, you can't be funny. You can't anymore. do, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You look at, you know, talking about sketch comedy, but you look at something like Chappelle show, right? Yeah. And, and uh, which to me is hilarious. That very first episode with the black white supremacist. Yes. <laughs> Clayton Bigsby. What? Still one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And, but then there were ideas that Chappelle had left because it was going a direction he didn't want it to go. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I don't know. It's a, it's a weird, it's a, it is a tight rope and, and, uh, but I think they, they balance it well. Uh, 
I, I do too. Uh, yeah. And I agree with you. I, I just wanted to bring it up because I think that it's interesting in this day and age that it even has to be a thing in a sense where people can't distinguish between complete dicks and complete, you know what I mean? They, right. You right. can't, you can't distinguish and, and commentary on horrid historical events. Do you know what I'm saying? Or whatever. There's it might just, be. there's just no room for nuance anymore. That's the, that's the perfect word. Uh, I look at, yeah, that word like nuance or uh, uh, context. There's no and, and it drives me crazy because it's it's not just the liberals and it's not just the conservatives. It's on both sides. They're both. There's just yep. no room for it at there's all. No They're room both, for nuance. Know. No room for context. There's no room for right. gray. And I know people don't like that. But look, everything's not black and white. There is gray right. area. That's just right. the way it works. Right. So, exactly. Yeah, that's a good point. I like that nuance word. So lead us into, so tell me your favorite scenes. Cause, cause I told you my two, one, which you liked one, which you didn't. I'm curious to hear what your two favorite are. Uh, the peyote scene. Yes. Which see it. Just, so I'm going to, I'm throwing up a big X there. See again, this is, you know, if I've never done peyote, um, but I've, I've been, I've never done any sort of illicit substances. Let's just, I would just want to go out on record and say that. I did live in the Mojave desert for five years, so. <laughs> but it, nothing happened. So it's fine. No, nothing happened. Yeah. Nothing happened. Uh, but I, I have heard vivid stories about what it's like to be on mushrooms. I actually kind of want to try peyote. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I would too, actually. I mean, it's, I just uh, don't know if I could handle it. I, think, I don't, that's, that's what would be scary I'm, to me I'm, because I'm I think it lasts. So I don't think I could, but <laughs> I think it lasts for like days too, if I'm not mistaken, which that's what scares me. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if mushrooms are, it's a very similar thing where just like the keep breathing thing and the, why is this water lying on the ground? Like there's just some funny stuff in there that just really hit for me. So I love that scene. I love the, the general grant scene, the Ulysses S grant scene to me, that's a standout scene in the entire movie. I think Ulysses uh, S grant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drunk in so the tent. So we're That's, we're we're one we're one and one. We got we're one. one and one. Yeah, That's a, so, so those are probably my two favorite. But I also like Abe Lincoln at the end. Yeah, when I he think just parades them and just tells them that they're dumb. <laughs> it's pretty. You funny. two morons fought this whole war because you thought marijuana. And the part where he's like, "It's always going to be legal." It's, yeah, it's a plant. It's out. It's in nature. It's always going to be legal. Like, which so which good. is another social commentary about why right. it's even illegalized in the first place. Right, exactly. Which is like, hilarious. Hello. Hello. It's the United This is the United States of America. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Now this movie came out in in 2011 and I what I liked about it is and I mentioned this earlier but one of the things I liked about it is that it's got political and social commentary uh just like we just mentioned with the Abe Lincoln scene um in a time where this becomes a real big topical point. Uh, but you know, you look at like uh, 2015 forward, starting to get legalization of marijuana in different states and things like that, uh, and even a little bit before. But this is very topical for its for its time. Yeah, it, even with like the Confederacy, and I don't know, like, were you watching this? Were you kind of rooting for one side or another? I uh, at like first, when they're siding with the Confed. Go ahead. Sorry, I was confused on what side they were on. Right, right. Does that make sense? So I was kind of sure. rooting for them because I like Trevor and Sam and I thought they were funny. And by the way, I just want to side note, Trevor, he's got the captivating look. The The guy that yes. I can watch. So I think, it, uh, is it, t well, who plays Abe Lincoln again? Uh, Zach. Zach. I think Zach, in terms of acting skills, has got the chops. Mm -hmm. But I think Trevor, in terms of camera magnetism, wins. Totally. Do you know totally. what I mean by that? Yeah. Like I can watch him. He's got, we've talked about this before. Some people have a magnetism on screen. Some don't. I'm one who doesn't. I can't stand in front of a camera Same. and people are intrigued to look at me. Just what, Same. it has nothing to do with looks or anything. It's just how they are. Whatever that thing right. is. It's the aura as silly as it sounds. And he has that. So I was, I wanted to side note that because I think that he's, he's great to just kind of watch and he's kind of fun to, he's kind of a, uh, Hip, hypnotic i know that sounds a little bit weird but it's true like he's a little bit hypnotic in in, in when he's on screen i want to watch him because he's right. doing something silly or right. funny or whatever it is um, oh and also we didn't even talk about uh darren who plays doug yeah 
Darren's fantastic in this. Like when he's a slave owner and he's yelling at Bob. That, <laughs> that scene that's is funny, funny, man. Again, it just kind of shows. And the best part, how he ends, he's yelling at Bob and then he says to the boys, see you in church. Yeah. You know, like it's just, it's so, it's so good. But I love Doug, man. Doug's great. Yeah. They're, they're, the acting's all good. All good. Um, I forgot where I was going. I had a side note on Trevor. Now I forgot. I had a little Sorry. Trevor infatuation there. And then uh, <laughs> I derailed you. <laughs> <laughs> and then I and then I forgot where I was going. Now I can't remember. They nonetheless they I, oh what I was saying is that that uh, I wasn't sure what side they were on. So you had asked mm-hmm. the question, um, you know, w- what side were you kind of rooting for? And it's like I mean historically we know who we're rooting for. At least I do. I right. Mean, right. I'm pretty sure you do. Too. <laughs> I, I would hope so. I would hope we're on the same His, page. Historically on that one. we're we're on the same page with the the North, but. Um, I don't, I can't, I didn't, I didn't really know who, what side they were on. Cause I first, I thought they joined like C company. I thought it was for the Confederate army. And then I thought it was the U. It was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was. And then, so they were like back and forth. So I was just kind of well, rooting for them, I guess. So, well, so th- the majority of the movie, they're actually with the Confederates. Right. Cause they're from Virginia. And, um, I remember the first time I watched this and it was chopped up. Every week, I'm like, dude, they cannot be, they can't be Confederates. This is bullshit. Yeah. You know, I was like, I don't want to, like, I like these guys. I don't want them to be fighting for slavery right. unwittingly. And so, like, it, it comes down to that, that, that last scene with Lincoln. <laughs> and he's like, wait, did we win the war for slavery or against slavery? Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. and just the relief after they, they realized they won it for the North. Like, so I liked it. I was super excited when they changed sides. Yeah. Even though they were about to get killed. They, they still made the right choice. <laughs> Bunch of idiots. They're on a pilgrimage to legalize weed. That's basically what they're, the movie's about. <laughs> Unknowingly go on a journey. And, they're, and it's very hippie, by the way. It's very hippie-aged. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny because they, they really do believe this whole thing was their idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the it's clumsiness so of the comedy with yeah. the characters makes, makes it work, too. Yeah. And then, I, and then again, I won't keep harping on that Lincoln scene, but the fact that he calls him out on it at the end in such a blatant, like, uh, duh, you dumb fuck attitude is so, I, I wasn't expecting it. So that's why I think why it's so funny because just out of the blue, he just berates him for what we've been thinking the whole time. <laughs> it's great. Now there is, so as you get to the end of it, um, during their pilgrimage, they had they ran across. They had a friend. Um, I forget his name. The ghost guy at the end. What's his name? Doug. Doug. Yeah. That's Doug. Yeah. Doug. You're right. Uh, th- what did you think of the ending of? This? That went on too long, man. Like, way too long. Way too long. Yeah. Um, way too long. Doug died in their in one of their their battles, and then uh, reappears as a ghost later after they've freed the slaves and returned to their home heroes basically <laughs> he's still cutting a rug even in the afterlife still cutting a rug doug cutting a rug <laughs> so i i was looking on this here alan i can't find any google reviews on this movie okay i i i had a feeling we were going to have that problem so i have looked up some on amazon oh good so people have been rating it like crazy the lowest rating what would you guess the lowest rating is okay so we don't have uh google and i don't think we have rotten tomatoes either so we just have amazon so the lowest rating on amazon out of five stars out of five stars uh here's the deal the people who buy and rent this movie exactly they know about they it. know about it or they watch it and they they're, they're in they watch the trailer and they go this is up my alley so i'd say like a four is the lowest three and a half four three yeah three okay. but let me read you yeah let me read you my favorite three-star review it's absolutely perfect in every way wouldn't change a thing three out of five stars <laughs> <laughs> okay it's perfect but it's not okay. right like yeah, yeah. that's good it's, that's one of the better ones i like that one yeah um okay here's one this is a three-star one actually i haven't read this one before the headline is Darren Trumeter, who plays Doug. Um, Darren Trumeter, the man, must make Doug the character the movie, which is, I agree. I would watch a movie with Doug. 
as the char- as the main character. I would love that. True. Uh, and he says the Pony Express bit should have been left out. I mean, it makes sense. It probably seemed clever on paper, but it just doesn't make sense in the movie. The song sucks and only took five seconds to write. <laughs> The song does suck, and that's why I liked it. <laughs> if the song, look, if the song was like exceptionally good, it, it couldn't. Yeah, exactly. That's the point, right? But I think that's why I like it. So yeah, I disagree. With I like that the song. Um, it's an unfunny diversion. It loudly stops the momentum of the movie and makes the whitest kids look like a bunch of dorks. Doug was easily the best part of the movie. Notable scene when his real scream turns into a fake scream at the campfire because. Because he's a flim-flam man and a casual sociopath. <laughs> what? Duck feels like a character from Blood Meridian. He should he should totally get a prequel. You could even call it Doug Meridian. <laughs> <laughs> Five preemptive stars for that movie. That was a three-star review. That was great. I wonder if they wrote that review themselves. And seriously, it kind of feels like it, huh? He's a flim-flam man and a casual sociopath. What in the hell? That's funny. Um, there's no fives like the, in there, though. Where's is there any five stars? Oh, there there's tons of fives. Okay. They're like, let's see, yeah, all the fans. Let me, yeah, exactly. Because I think anyone who's going to buy this movie, has, right. they already know about it, and they already they're fans of them. So here's the deal: it breaks down like this: five star reviews. Ninety six percent of the reviews are five star reviews. Damn. Three percent are four star, and two percent are three star. But those were kind of my favorite so, ones. Uh, and there's and there's how many total reviews? Roughly, there are two hundred and ninety-two. So it's got some good. It's got a good yeah. handful. Nice. Yeah. Uh, this is a four-star review. I don't know why it's four. This movie changed my life. It might be the greatest film I've ever seen. Watching <laughs> it is one of the most memorable moments of, in my life. Oh my god! As close to an opiate high as you can get from comedy. That's says Christopher true. Elim. Very funny for the most part. Yeah. So they're they're all good reviews. So. It's it's fair to say that we don't even need to get your review because we already know what it's going to be. It's great, man. Like this movie's so good. I'm curious it's, though I've where your rating comes times. in because on the scale, I'm curious where you're going to land. Well, dude. Okay, first of all, this they released this in I think February on Amazon. I want to say like early February is my guess. I've watched it five times, man. I love this goddamn movie. It's so like all I do all day long is walk around and quote the Civil War on drugs. <laughs> When is it. when is God gonna tell white people to suck it? Uh, but my rating, it's high. Obviously, nothing is gonna get to chainsaw high. Like I think I gave that a nine, so I can't get there. The Pony Express scene that that docked it down a little bit. The ending scene docked it down a little bit. But overall, man, this is so good. I'm going eight point four bottles of whiskey. Ooh, eight point four coming. Eight point four. Because talk about rewatchability, man. I yeah. could watch this constantly so where does it land on, okay so it, on the rewatchability scale for you this is a uh, every month <laughs> yeah probably i will say though part of the reason why I've, I've rewatched it five times is because we had to reschedule this podcast a couple times True. so uh so that's that but i i was not at all bummed to have to rewatch it you're like damn it i gotta watch that movie again yeah. It wasn't like the love. There have been movies when we've had to reschedule before when I'm like, God damn it. Like the dead don't die. If we would have had to reschedule that, I don't think I would have rewatched it again. Well, here, let me let me build into my rating based off of that right there. I agree with okay. you, by the way. The dead don't die. We, we both weren't uh, overly enthusiastic about that movie, uh, especially with the cast like we talked about. Right. This movie better. I'd be curious to know what I rated The Dead Don't Die. Do you have that rating? Yep, you gave it 5.6 smart cars. Okay, so this is definitely well above The Dead Don't Die. Okay, Um, good. (laughs) (laughs) uh, I enjoyed this movie. I thought it was funny. Um, I, 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 once again, I think for me, the only thing, the only knock that I really have, and by the way, the, the Pony Express scene ups it points for me. Yay for the Pony Express scene. Just because I'm a contrarian and nobody likes it, I like it more, even more. When people say well, they don't like it, I'm like, oh, I like it even more then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to keep the rating sky high. I like the Monty Python-esque. Uh, That's probably that, that why though. I liked it because it felt very homage Yeah, like it, it felt like, like that's the coconut the, when they're exactly. galloping with a, the coconuts. You know? a, yeah. it, Mon- that's a good way to sum it up but for me. 
uh, based on what you said, which is, yeah, it had a very Monty Python vibe to it. Um, yeah, so I like that. I think these guys, the things that I, the takeaway for me is um, acting phenomenal, funny, uh, captivating, <laughs> silly. Uh, they nail it. The acting's great. Um, the writing is good. And I mean good in, as in the solid, sturdy writing. It's not great, but right. it's solid, sturdy writing. Um, I'm not, I, I, have, I have all sorts of forgiveness for the video quality, the, the way it was filmed cinematography-wise. I don't, I don't, none of that even played a, an impact in how yeah. I viewed the movie. I mean, it was shot for TV, right? So, and just like the the way it was put together and the camera positioning right. and, and everything, this the blocking, like none of that played a role in 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 my decision of, of of how I liked it or not. I just like you knew what you were getting into, so you just have that expectation. Um, and you didn't expect a freaking, you know, Chavo to be DPing this thing. So yeah, exactly. Long, long story short, we have Sam and Trevor on their pilgrimage to legalize weed. I'm coming in, Alan, with a 7.4, 7.4 horses. <laughs> nice. I thought you were going to go doobies or something like that. but I, nice. I only I went like horses it. because I know how much people hated the horse Pony Express scene. <laughs> <laughs> So now when people go watch it, they're going to be like, oh, I hate that scene. And I don't know why Gabe likes it so much. <laughs> it just makes you like it more. I think it was funny because the other thing about it, before they even get into the musical, is when they do the, the, in, the, the, the shots to the horses that are, of course, just guys in costumes. And they try to emulate what you would see in something like Dances with Wolves or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the homaginess of it made me laugh. Um, they tried to make it all melodramatic and it was funny. Right. So that's where I come in. I come in at 7.4. That's a solid score. That's a good score. That is a good score. Uh, I enjoyed the film. I would, and here's the other thing. I would definitely watch more of their stuff. So that's a part of the grade, grade there too, which is like I w- I'm, I, I'm interested in what they're doing, and so I'd watch more of their stuff. So I'm, I'm glad you said that because that was a question I had before we went is, are you going to go now look up their sketches? I've watched a couple already, and I laughed at – here's the other thing. I laughed at those harder than I did the movie. And I think that only because, once again, I think the movie's funny. I just think that, I hate to keep you know, reiterating this, but I think it, it's hard to, to stretch it over an hour 30. Uh, and it's got a sketchy vibe to it all in all. Right. And so right. I can digest it in five-minute parts easier than I can in one, 30, one hour 30 minutes sitting. So next year when, because they've already recorded the voices for the new animated movie. Next year, when the movie comes out, and let's just say based solely on on Civil War and drugs, are you interested oh, yeah. to see the new movie? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I would definitely. I mean, seven point. Look, seven point four is not low, despite what people. think. That's no, a no. good rating. That's like, a that's a, that's a really solid. Good rating. I mean, yeah. you're walking away going, "That's a solid movie." Do you know what I that's mean? Much higher than a lot of the other stuff <laughs> watched too, like from good filmmakers too. So yes, it, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed the movie. I would uh, uh, suggest the listeners go watch it. I think you'll get a laugh out of it. Uh, if you don't, let us know. But I think both Alan and I got a, a laugh out of it. We know Alan did. He's watched it five times. He'll continue to watch it on a monthly basis. <laughs> Damn right. I'll watch it every year. That's probably my thing. I'll probably I could watch it. I could watch it every year and and still be still be in it. So, can I make a couple uh, uh, sketch suggestions? I'll just do three that people should go watch. Yeah, go for the go for those. If you wanna, if you wanna get a good idea, the the one that's probably their most popular one is Abe Lincoln, um, in Ford's Theater. That was, it's really good. Uh, what was the other one I said? Uh, oh, Sniper Business. That one's great too. And then the last one, this one's just bananas. Is horses love Stegosauruses? <laughs> did, did you, <laughs> just it's so good. Oh, I did watch it's another. So I watched three because I watched. Uh, those are all use those suggestions first. I saw one called Kid Beer. Oh, Kid Beer, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> oh God, I, I just I'm fighting every urge to to quote the whole entire sketch right now. Uh, that one, go watch Kid that Beer. One that one to one's me, great I, too. I laughed pretty hard, and I haven't seen those are the only ones I've seen. So go off Alan's suggestions. Go watch uh, oh, Sniper Business. Oh, the Grapist. 
You gotta watch the Grapist. <laughs> the Grapist. The Grapist. That one. Okay, the Grapist is is that's top of the list. Okay, so we got the Grapist, Sniper the Business, Grapist, and Sniper that, Business. On my suggestion, watch Kid Beer because I thought it was funny. Kid Beer, Abe Lincoln, and Horses Love Stegosauruses. There Rewind you. that and 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 write them down. All on YouTube. All on YouTube. Yeah. All available on YouTube. And the Civil War on Drugs available on really only Amazon, right? Is that the only place you can get it? Yeah, I think so. So the Civil War on Drugs by the whitest kids you know, uh, comedy troupe. Uh, those are Trevor, Sam, Zach, Darren, Timmy. Uh, hell of hell of a hell of a movie. Funny, uh, fun to watch. And uh, if you're just looking for one of those movies where you just want to have a good laugh, this is definitely it. With Gabe and Alan and the Tame Aperture Podcast, go check us out at tameaperture.com for previous episodes and give us suggestions on future episodes. We're also streaming on all platforms and all social media, including YouTube, Twitter, and now we just also signed up for a Letterboxd account. So go look there for our ratings as we start to add those in from previous uh, reviews and future reviews. This is Gabe and Alan, Tame Aperture Podcast, signing out. The Tame Aperture Podcast is produced by Dutch Angle Pictures in association with Studio B Productions. Listen, watch, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and YouTube.